Hey. How you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I, I was hoping you ain't had too much trouble getting in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was pretty easy. No doubt. I'm sitting here on your page, right? Mm -hmm. I swear you have ran across a lot of my smoke buddies. Uh, I see you work with Fanny. I see you have hooked up with my homegirl, Kelly BBW. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I had the pleasure of interviewing the wonderful Alexis Allure. So okay. I see, I, I see y'all supposed to be hanging out in San Francisco in May. Yep, yeah, we're we're all. I'm good friends with a lot of BBWs, so I get around. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. And how it feels to actually be like popular among the um the BBWs, other BBWs, because a lot of times you hear about beef and and competition and stuff like that. But it seems like with you, it's more of you know. You're probably everyone's favorite porn star's favorite porn star. Is it, is it safe to say? Well, I think what I hear is that um, I'm nice. I'm easy to work with. I have a good personality. I'm very outgoing, but I'm also really nice. And um, I don't take any bullshit, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very cool unless something else is warranted. And I think that it's important to um, be business and not let a lot of that pettiness or drama get in the way. Like I said, unless there's a reason for it, you know what I mean? So I really haven't had um, any issues. With any, I, I, lo I love everyone. Um, yeah, and I, I think I have a great time with anyone. Yes, I, I can see that because your smile uh, just radiates off the screen in your pictures and your feeds. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so before we get deep into my, before I go to my particulars, and even before we introduce who you is, you got to tell me about this scene that you did in the trailer. <laughs> the trailer is rocking. The trailer is rocking. Stay ready. Um, yeah, so we were at Girls Gone Wireless. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. it's an event, you know, where content creators get it ready with fans and we all collab and have a good time in big mansion style Airbnbs. And there's one that we rented that happened to have um, like some a motorhome and a trailer in the backyard. So we were, you know, kind of utilizing all the space, of course, we use everywhere we can to shoot. And I was kind of like looking around like, where am I going to shoot next? And then I thought, I wonder if that trailer's open. So we went to go check it out. And, um, and it was, it was hot as fuck in there. So we aired it out a little bit and we just went in. I was sweating to death, but I, I thought it was just funny. They already cool as fuck. He's so outgoing. And so um, I thought, especially, you know, the personality that he brings and his accent and everything like that, it just fit. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine if, if, from what you explained to me, y'all didn't have no keys to the motherfucker, so y'all could turn on air conditioning if you wanted to. So right. I know it got very hot up in that motherfucker. <laughs> it was. It was Atlanta, and, you know, it was like, uh, gosh, I think it, it was around the fall, but it was still warm out. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in the South, is we get all the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get all the damn weather. So, look, let me do these particulars, and we can get this interview on the road, okay? Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile start podcast today. I am your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links in one place with one link 
all my links, dot com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we do have. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community, LSworld.com. Number two is eroticism magazine.com. Go there today, get yourself a monthly subscription. Get the magazine either paperback or digital. Either way, get it. And last but not least, and black owned, I may say, for you content creators, I'm talking about 90% profit, and they also offer health care for anyone that needs it. And for you consumers, another place for you to buy some hot content from porn's hottest new faces and legends. And I'm only talking about ExciteBunny.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile. We are a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Plus, while you at shopgwdistrict.com, checking out all the podcasts, get some shopping done. You get an opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. Also, check the Smoking Lounge out on these two new spots. I'm talking about skyhawkafterdarktv.com. Listen to the radio station or the page. Or go to, well, I don't know the site, but I can just tell you, we're now currently on sgp radio that's right so the link will be in the description so you're all good so with that being said i'm about to shut up and let this sexy hold on let me read this off here because i kind of like what you had in your your profile kinky curvaceous pansexual goddess that's <laughs> gonna probably be a legend in this business introduce herself Monique Leslie, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. First of all, what is the what is your measurements, baby? Um, well, gosh, that's changing because I've I've kind of gained some weight, but I know for sure my booty is sixty one and a half right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> my weight is forty, and mm. then my bust is forty nine. Most definitely, most definitely. And how long have you been doing the business of porn? Um, I, it's about, it's two years now. Two years, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, you moving like you've been in a ten. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought it around. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, for two years, you have really, I mean, you really hit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, from, from looking at your feet, who you have worked with, who you have connected with, what brought you to the business of porn? Well, you know, I've always had, I've always been a wild girl. And um, I was kind of doing the the um, executive uh, positions, you know, in corporations and that kind of thing. And I was just really bored. Um, and know that it's a new time where um, sexuality and, and um, individuality and everything is a little bit more accepted. I kind of started thinking, you know what, I'd like to do something a little extra. And initially, I was just going to start looking into camming uh, just for some money in my, you know, in the evenings or something and just have a little fun. I, I already was in the um, swinger community, so it wasn't foreign for me to, you know, really, I, I'm an exhibitionist and um, I, I love knowing that people are watching me, looking at me, getting off on me that really turns me on so um it wasn't foreign for me to you know turn to something like camming um when i did i did all my research and um was ready to go and i kind of did a couple of shows and then the pandemic happened um so my day job kind of closed down for a while and um i i figured well fuck it may as well go full force in this thing (laughs) 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 i feel you on that (laughs) 
Yeah. So as I started um, working my social media and that kind of thing, I started being approached by um, different producers like Plumper Pass and Pure BW and that kind of thing. And I just started shooting and um, it just shot off from there. So was you shot how fast you was getting contacted? Mm hmm. I would say, yeah, within um, within like three months of starting, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So what you shooting? So what you were shooting before you hooked up with Nin? Was you shooting Boy Girl Nin, or were you just doing solo? Well, you know, it was the pandemic, so I was pretty much just doing solo stuff because it was mm -hmm. the beginning. You know, everybody was totally locked down over here in LA. Um, you know, even you can only go to work if it was essential, every other business was closed down. So, you know, we were just locked in our home. I didn't know what the hell is going on. We're a little bit scared. Grocery stores are empty. I mean, it was a whole thing, you know? So, um, I just. Hello. Hello. Hello? Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right drops back out so back from commercial break but anyway uh you were talking about um when you getting into the business uh, and, and what have you yeah so um when I started out, I was just doing solo stuff just because it was in the middle of the pandemic. And, um, of course, you know, everything was closed down here. Nobody was going anywhere. So I figured may as well talk to the outside world through the computer, um, have a little fun, show a little curves. And, um, and that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so who was the first uh, producer that you ended up working with? The first pr producer I worked with actually – pure bbw it was christian um okay. i had been approached by plumper pass uh first but with the traveling thing and me being in la and they being in miami um it was just a i was a little bit scared to travel at first i didn't know what the hell was going on in the beginning with this new you know covid thing so it was easier for me in la to get to vegas and um christian had, ended up getting my first scene word, word. okay then. so now let's unpack Monique Leslie's first scene, shall we? All right. Um, <laughs> first, we begin with this. I call this pre-care because I'm also a dom. I'm into BDSM, and I think pre-care goes into every part of life. So what were some of the things that Christian did to help you become comfortable? Because this was your first time doing the scene. I understand that you have swinged. You're used to being you know, in a room full of people fucking in the whole nine. But this is a different element because this is in front of a camera. It was, yeah, it was very different. Um, not only in front of a camera because you know we've been in front of a camera doing casual things, but it's yeah. you have to put a little bit of acting into it too. And not yeah. only that, you have to make sure that you don't look lost, that you're um, maintaining um, your persona, 
so that it flows well and, and you're opening up that that was a new thing for me is opening up and making sure I'm not blocking parts of my body with my arms or, you know, holding my legs in the right areas. And those are all things I had to realize paying pay attention where the camera is so that my face is facing that way and, you know, all that thing. So I was definitely nervous and um, Christian was great because um, he's very direct in what he wants and how he wants the scene to go. Um, but he also gave me a lot of great advice and, um, not only for shooting, but just being in the, in the industry in general, um, and he made me feel very comfortable. His videographer, Jen is great. I, I absolutely love her too. And, um, she, she, you know, makes me feel comfortable as far as getting the poses down and figuring that out. And, um, you know, giving me signals when something needs to change. Christian kind of just held me and would tighten around me if I needed to move a certain way so that, you know, it, it, it so hopefully it wasn't looking awkward <laughs> as we were going yeah. on. Please. Um, yeah, so it was a little nerve wracking in the beginning, especially because, you know, they give you the rundown. The scene's going to go like this, 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 and this. And then you're trying to remember, wait, what the fuck order was that in? <laughs> so mm. it was like in my head, like really calculating and trying not to look like I'm calculating. So, it was a lot, but I think it, it ended up coming out really good. Um, it, I, it, you know, it flowed fine. We did two scenes that day. Actually, one one day and one the following day. Um, so, yeah, I felt like the second day went even smoother. I was exhausted. <laughs> and then I went home with my money, so it was good. No doubt, no doubt. So your first, <clears throat> interesting, her first boy-girl scene was paid. Yeah. Most definitely. So with that being said, how soon did you, like, started doing content and shooting your own content uh boy girl content um yes, well let's see i want to think let's see i was doing solo stuff until um until last year last <clears throat> year um in i think it was around the spring early summer there was a collab event here in la with i think this is the first one i did with eliza allure um she has a studio here and she comes to LA every so often and um she's gracious enough to invite people and let them stay at her studio from out of town so talent came in um and we all worked together in addition to that actually you know what before that my my first um collab was with Finney so Finney came down uh with Peyton Thomas and um they were at a hotel I met them there and uh, we shot a couple of scenes. And then that, that next day, we went to Eliza's studio with a couple other people and did work. Um, and then after that, I worked with Luna Lark at another hotel a couple of a weeks later. <laughs> so it just like the first like three to four months of her career, she was just rolling. <laughs> <laughs> she just rolling. <laughs> because I know it kind of like shocked you because you went from, I know it was a pandemic. You went from you only webcam to now you're shooting and you're shooting like this back to back. And you're not only just shooting back to back, you're shooting with top of the line talent. Because um with Alexis Lord, she's actually a legend. Mm -hmm. You know, period. And Eliza. So, Eliza, yeah, I mean, yeah. Eliza and Eliza mm -hmm. without saying, I mean, come on now. She she was the one that put together uh, the one of the biggest BBW productions. From from Hustler, you yeah. feel me? So how was it like being in the presence of them, and what did you learn from them? Well, um, I was, 
I'm, I'm always a little bit nervous to make sure because sometimes, you know, you don't know girls being girls. Sometimes you can be a, a, a nice looking girl and go somewhere and other nice looking girls can, you know, be in competition with you and hate on you or they can be cool as fuck. So you never know what you're going to get when it comes to girls. Um, but every single girl that I've met in this industry um, that I'm that I that I'm that I'm cool with right now, I, I have not had any issues with everybody's extremely outgoing. Um, um, we're all different, but we're all beautiful. We all bring something different to the table. We all have our own styles and, um, and we celebrate that. So it's, it's awesome. Meeting Eliza was very cool. I, I, we worked together. Um, I didn't meet Alexis until a little bit later, but, um, Eliza was very sweet. She, you know, oh gosh, is so extremely experienced that, um, she just knows what to do right away with, with ease, you know? And so back then I was still a little bit, um, new at collabing and there were some things that she taught me for instance you know um putting the condoms on the the dildos and vibrators even when you're using them on another girl um or you know where to hold the vibrator on the girl so that it's not too intense to last the scene and and um stuff like that and just her general being and aura um you know and and chill attitude but very direct and 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 sweet and and you know, just there's a, a lot of things that just being around everyone you, you learn and you pick up. Um, but I'm already an assertive person. I'm already someone who's confident and outgoing and that kind of thing. So I think that they identified that in me uh, rather than me being like, um, you know, seeming sneaky or bitchy or anything like that. I think people like me right away just because I'm I you can tell right away I'm legit. I'm a real ass bitch and I don't mess around. I don't play. Games. You know. In, and and uh, you know, I show that right away. Yeah, because I can see you you exude confidence. I think you walked into the game with confidence. You probably had confidence before you got into the game. Right. You know, period. Um so like when you deal with male talents, because um like I said, you have worked with Finney and different ones. What's some of the things that male talents do before y'all shoot? Because like I said, in some situations you're meeting your male talent for the first time. Right. You didn't talk to him because you do professional shoots and you do the content training. Mm-hmm. In the professional paid shoots, sometimes you don't meet the male talent beforehand. You don't get to talk to him. And then there's other shoots where you, like with Finney, you might, y'all might have been talking back and forth, corresponding the whole nine. So what are some of the things that male talents can do to help girls relax and get in the right mindset, get in the right mood for about to doing a boy girl scene. I think the most important thing uh, for male talents to be is just communicative and outgoing and comfortable. When they're acting a little quiet and standoffish at first, that can make you question, okay, is this gonna go smoothly? Are they gonna honor my limits? Are they going to, um, you know, because not only do they need to perform, we need to perform. And if we're in pain, if we're uncomfortable, if if things aren't flowing right, if they don't smell good, uh, if, if something is wrong, then it's going to show on our damn face, you know, and, and we try to hide that. And then, you know, in, in the end, we don't get our best scene. And, and that's a shame. I feel like, you know, I've had that happen a, a time or two. So, um, you know, it's... And then in the end, you feel like you're wasting your damn time. So I feel it's very important, not only when we work with male talent, to get reviews of other, you know, to see what other 
we need to be safe and make sure other people had a good experience with them first, especially if we're going to meet them alone. And then um, I, I, I like when we discuss those limits in the beginning. So most people do, you know, get right down to that checking tests, making sure that, you know, what are your limits? What are mine? What are your yeses and nos? Let's get that on the table first. Let's talk about what, what positions we're going to be in. What do you prefer? What do I prefer? Um, so that at least even if you don't know, because some things are just spontaneous, but at least there's some sort of flow without, without skipping a beat, you know, where are we going to come? Where's this going to happen? Uh, you know, and then that really, really helps. And when someone is outgoing and, direct and um, into discussing that kind of stuff with you with ease, then it works out really well. Um, and then, you, you know, it, it might, it, it'll probably even be enjoyable um, that nice. But when it's not, and someone's in a mood or if they are just acting like they're not into it or don't want to be there or I don't know, something, then um, it just makes it really difficult. And then it's a really long drawn out um, scene and additional effort um, you know, sometimes you want to just give up. <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm sitting here watching you, uh, one of your videos, well, not one of your videos, but one of the trailers, getting railed by Long Dick Hottie. And what's interesting about this scene is that y'all on the couch, which I got to give it to y'all. Y'all work the fuck out of that couch. <laughs> and people don't realize that um, us fucking on camera is, it, yes, it's fun. We enjoy it. We do get our orgasms, but it's not like fucking off camera and the right. positions may be uncomfortable and stuff, you know, of that nature or what have you speak to that. Right. Yeah, it's definitely you know, like like you said, we're human beings, so of course those things feel good. Um, it is enjoyable at times, like I said, if all the elements are right and but but it is work. <laughs> and yeah. so a lot of times who knows how many scenes we've done that day, especially at a content event. Um, sometimes, you know, it is uncomfortable, the positions that we're trying to get, but we're trying to make it look real good. Uh, you're straining for a while trying to, you know, stay that way. Um, you know, there's a lot of elements, but that scene was actually, you know, really awesome. I, I have a lot of fun in, with a lot of my scenes, um, because I choose people I work with and I make sure that we have that vibe so that it goes well, um, and an understanding, but yeah, Burgundy is super sexy and, um, he knows how to move. Yeah, because he ate the pussy in this one. And see, you don't see Mel Town eat pussy too often. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he got exactly. in there. I said, oh, he ate the pussy. That would caught my attention. <laughs> yes, and his tongue is long as fuck. And then he was getting up, giving me some some dick, and then went down to the pussy. I was like, damn, what the hell? <laughs> I was yeah, like, this is he awesome. Had you, you had, he had your toes curling, boo-boo. He had your toes <laughs> curling, okay? I was screaming. <laughs> And that was legit. There was no acting there. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you in your face like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? That was all you. real. Yeah, that was fucking real. <laughs> see, that, see hey, you had a scene where it, it didn't go so well. I did, yeah. How did you handle it? How did you handle it? Um, honestly, there was one moment where I had to take a little break. And I came back to it and I, I, I try, if you talk to anybody I've worked with, you know that I'm not one who's complaining, especially if you talk to the producers, I, I try to be easy to work with. I know they're trying to get their, you know, content. I'm trying to get paid my job the best that I can. And, um, so I know it's not their fault if things aren't going well with a male talent. And so I 
communication. I know it's difficult for them too because they have um, things that need to function correctly and need to be get themselves right for that. And um, sometimes things are extended. And <laughs> so um, I took a little break, came right back, and I push forward. I'm one of those that just push forward and I try, try to get it done. And during, I'm just praying for it to end. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there a couple of times since the male talent. Um, because it, it's kind of like, okay, then I'm going to ask you this for this specific shoot. What was it that made it difficult? Was it, it was no chemistry? Uh, it, what was the feeling that you was getting? I think even even when there's, I mean, things come out wonderfully when there's chemistry, but even when there's no chemistry, you can still work together to get something done. However, I think it's, it's when um, someone comes and they're not giving you any energy. <laughs> so yeah. like, um, it seems like, are you here? Are you awake? You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. what's going on? Did you get a little too stoned beforehand? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something is amiss. Um, yeah. And then that makes it a little awkward. And then when they have to keep stopping because something's wrong, then it just prolongs the whole thing. And that's what kept happening. And and um, um, in the end, we got yeah. something done, but it was long. <laughs> was was this a content shoot or was this a paid one? It was a paid shoot, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. Because if people don't realize, and you can speak to this, the intensity of a paid shoot is way different than the content trade shoot mm -hmm. because it's money on the table. Speak to that. Right. It is. And, um, you know, I had already done one scene that day and the day already, the day actually happened to start later because of some circumstances with the photographer, videographer. And, um, it was a long ass day and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in lingerie heels and shit. And, and, um, it was hot as hell because it's Miami in the summer. And, um, and yeah, so like I said, if I if I don't yeah. get this done, I don't get paid. I took the time to come mm. over here and travel all the way from LA. It takes a long ass time, mm. and I'm exhausted. I usually like back then would take a red eye, so I was on very little sleep. And um, I'm doing you know my job, so I need them to do theirs. And there was a there was yeah. a part I was almost to that point where I was going to say, you know, this is it. It's not going to work out. I can't. <laughs> You know, but thankfully it did and, um, and you know, got paid and, um, and moved on. But every other time, has not, I, I've had great, great uh, experiences with everybody else. Just sometimes people are off their game and that's going to happen. You know, it's yep. just part of it. Yeah. So <clears throat> when it comes to the, the content trade, especially with male talent, what do a guy have to bring to the table of a big day? you to say content trade because you have shot with some of the best of the best and i truly believe that one iron sharpens iron and two your brand because i because i was always taught the way that they see you the way the world see you first they expect that from here on out so how do you pick and choose who you work with when it comes to your content trade especially with men and how should they approach you um, well, I always look, if, if I'm approached, um, I look at their site, how legitimate they are, you know, so there's a bunch yeah. of, of males. Con honestly, I get contacted at least daily, 
if not daily, I'm then pretty sure look at they dudes be sitting there looking at that ass going up down your feet. Yeah. Like, I got you. And I, <laughs> I think a lot of us do. And 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 with the OnlyFans becoming so huge, anybody mm-hmm. just make one and then they say, Hey, I made an OnlyFans account, I'm verified on there, I'm mm-hmm. a male talent. But that's not how it works. And you look at their their link, either they don't have any and no following mm-hmm. on social media. Or they have a link with no posts or no nothing on there. And it's like, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're a fan who needs to get in my booking email. You know what I mean? So um, I won't work with anybody like that. I need to make sure that the person um, who I work with is established. Because being established not only means that you're bringing something to the table as well as far as skill following that we share um you know you see my followers will see you your followers will see me and i get something from that um also you knowing how how it goes if someone i'm not trying to teach someone while we're working you know you can you can pay for my time <laughs> or i can try to give some advice there's a lot of new people that i help and i i've i've i'm always known for that but um i don't have i'm way too busy catching my own bag that I to 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 sit here and teach some other people what to do because that takes a lot of time. And yeah. you need to know, you need to have experience and know what's going on, how to um, you know, hold the girl to feature her, how to open up, like I was talking about, um, everything. And I've tried to work with um a new person and the entire time I was teaching them what to do and and, and I just don't want to do that so I, I'm going to tell you my experience with dealing with new male talent mm-hmm. can't get it up can't keep it up can't mm-hmm. bust a nut or they just don't fucking show up well that's too. <laughs> that's too. right yeah. I get because, it yeah because it's like men it's, it's different we have to be able to keep it hard and pop on to you you know, and it was like even for me being a male talent slash producer, I wanted to give the range to somebody, but finding somebody that was equal my intensity, would equal my professionalism, mm-hmm. because I just didn't want. Because see, that's the thing of it is with us as men, we have to toe the line of being professional and not becoming or looking thirsty. And because we have to move a little differently than women do in this business. You know what I'm saying? You know, because without y'all, we can't make money. True. I don't give a damn how fine, how big his dick is. He's not going to sell out a shitload of fucking jerk off videos. (laughs) He got the, he got, the toy's going to get boring and everything. So it's kind of like with men, they have to walk in with it's how can I put this? They have to walk in with their mind right. And what people don't realize too, which I want you to speak to, and I know you like, you know, and we take a to get there, is there's mental prep for us to do these shoots. Mm-hmm. We have to do mental prep. You know, speak to the mental prep that you do when you know you have a shoot coming up. Um, definitely cleanliness. Uh you know, being clean, you want to make sure that um, you got the right outfits on if you're going to do a collab. Um, mm. I always make sure, you know, you got the listering going on. You have uh, supplies. I make sure I have um, lube and, and extra things, the lighting and all that kind of stuff, because it's all important. 
So when someone's not prepared with that kind of stuff, if they come with stink ass breath, if, um, if they haven't, if it doesn't seem like they're freshly showered, um, it, those kinds of things, volumes um, in, in, in what kind of scene we're going to get, you know, because it just, you don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but I also see that now you do a lot of traveling. I see you do a lot of parties. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. with the with, with with the girls or what have you, <clears throat> and um, you don't see that a lot in the game anymore because that used to be something that was present when I was active. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, BBW parties, girls traveling together. Uh, meeting fans together and stuff like that. Speak to the advantage of traveling with some of these girls and working with some of these girls in a party, meeting, greeting atmosphere. And how it benefits. Oh, it really does. Um, well, as far as the meet and greet things, it's fun because we feed off each other. Um, and, you know, if we're in a position where we're not feeling it, we can always be into each other and uh that's something to fall back on um as far as traveling and 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 doing our bookings and fan meets and things like that it's it's extremely um more comfortable to travel with someone because it's safe you know if we're 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 out there doing our thing and we're meeting people of course we screen or we use references and things like this we all have our own thing but um having someone with you and, and able to experience not only the travel and the sightseeing of the, of the new place that you're in, but also just being able to know, okay, someone's here and knows I'm going to be, if, if something's wrong, they're here to back me up. If we have an adjoining room or they're downstairs or something like that, they're going to check on me when that time comes. Um, you know, we can do doubles together. I actually love that. I, I, I travel, um, with with friends that go to these parties, the content parties, especially like Girls Gone Wireless, I was talking to you about mm-hmm. earlier, and oh, uh, yeah. super fun. Fans can come. The next one we're doing in Vegas, June second to the fifth. Uh, we have three tiers of tickets, um, so it's, it's 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 fun. Every fan that comes just wants to come back. So I love those parties. Um, and then I'm going to be traveling around with uh, my girl Chanel Barbie. I, I love her to death. We're mm-hmm. Live close by to each other. We're doing um, something tonight, and and um, with Chloe Klein, and so um, the three of us are going to be out, you know, meeting people and that kind of thing. Um, so I, I, yeah, it's always we, we always all of us agree that it's important when you can um, travel with someone because it gets lonely too on the when, on the off time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can believe that. Shoot, cause yeah. it's, it's a lot of traveling, and. Um... A lot of y'all girls y'all travel hard. <laughs> y'all go hard. You know what I'm saying? Even some of the male time, even with Finney, I be looking at Finney like every time I look up, he is going somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I love Finney. We're we're close. I love him to death. And he he is someone that I admire a ton because his business ethic is just on point. Um, his creativity and um and just you know the way the way he handles himself, how how consistent he is in his his um his work and everything it's just it's just bomb he's he is definitely um you know everything that he has um gotten as far as his following and and everything at this point definitely so now my fans know what it is and you know what time it is this is the time of the show where the pussies go dry the dicks go limp let's talk about the business <laughs> so yes miss lady we about to get to the crux. You've been in this business two years. Mm-hmm. 
you've worked with the best of the best. I'm just recycling everything that we talked about. People don't understand the ups and downs of the money of this business. They don't understand the work that goes behind the scenes to make this damn money. I want you to speak to the first misconceptions that people think that when you walk into this business, you're gonna make a shitload of money, and they don't understand the ups and downs of it. Well, I think that there's a lot of people, especially because with the popularity of everything, they think once they put on that OnlyFans and post a couple of things on uh, Twitter or or whatever, that money's just going to start rolling in. And it just doesn't work like that. It's a ton of time, energy, skill. There's things we have to learn. Um, it's not just us getting fucked and putting it on the uh, on the computer. I mean, uploading it to our sites. We we legitimately have to, we're our, we're a business. So we're doing marketing. We're doing, you know, our bookkeeping, we're doing our budgeting, um, any arrangements. We're also learning how to edit our videos, um, and try to be creative as far as that goes with these programs that are pretty extensive, um, and finding out different apps that work for this and that, um, every day in order to keep consistent on our social media and our, um, are following up and increasing. We have to post every single day, at least once in the 24 hour period. Um, you know, not only it, do we have to create the content or take the photos and that kind of thing, but you also have to upload them, then edit them and then, you know, schedule those posts. It's a, it's a lot of work, even just editing one damn video and then creating the trailer for it and then creating the cover for it. And then, you know, this or that for the social media and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of damn time. And there's actually a ton of content that I sit on just because it takes that much damn time. So, um, it's, it's a lot of work. And sometimes if you don't get your ass out there every damn day, it's 24 seven job. Honestly, there's, there's no like checking in, checking out, having your free time you really want to make business and make the amount of money that everybody you see is making, um, you have to work your ass all day, every day. There's no days off. And if you do expect the job in, in, in what you're making or what your following is. Um, and then there's times when things, you know, are, are different in, in, in the world. Sometimes, Hey, you know, feels like what, what the hell's going on? Things are slow right now. The holidays are coming. People aren't buying as much stuff. So there's a lot of preparation you have to make um, as far as that goes too. So uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And not everybody's going to make that money if you're not prepared to put in all of that effort and time. Yes. So I see that you run the gamut when it comes to scenes. Mm -hmm. And you expand your repertoire in many ways. You do fetish, you do boy, girl, you do all that. How do you come up with the variety type scenes so that, one, you will not bore your fan base, and you give them variety. You know, where, 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 where do you come up with your inspiration, your creativity for some of the scenes that you come up with? Well, you know, I've always been um, a bit creative and a, a bit weirdo in my head, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always, um, if before porn, I was creating kind of like little artistic things um, and even writing porn or or reason in my head so for me being able to do porn and bring some of this stuff to life has been like extremely fun and I love um cosplay as well to be honest there's a lot of ideas I have and even a lot of things that I've purchased as far as costumes props 
um, everything that I haven't even used, even from when I first started, just because I haven't had time. But there are a ton of ideas, a ton of things that are coming up for me. I think it's just you think about things that you like. For me, I like cult classic movies. I like horror. I like, um, you know, 80s kind of things. I love fetish. I love being dark, dirty, nasty. I like um, a little bit of dominating. I also like being a sub, so I'm definitely a switch. So I think I like to bring all... Girl, stop. You're speaking to to a dom's heart. You're speaking to a dom's heart. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so I just like to think about weird, fun things that um, would be entertaining, but also unique. Sometimes I feel like, okay, am I going a little too far with this idea? (laughs) or how am I going to execute this idea? So there's been delays on some of those things, but I think for the most part, um, I like stuff that really stands out. And I feel like to this point, I haven't really been able to do a lot of that yet. So that's my goal for this year. Yeah, because I mean, the the thing of it is, is to, in many ways, we kind of reinvent ourselves in every scene. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, period. Um, because, like, I'm seeing looking at your pictures. And first of all, thank you for wearing heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always thank girls. Because it's funny. I knew my fan, like, why you thank the girls from wearing heels? Because motherfuckers don't wear them no goddamn well. Right. Three <laughs> reps and being a fucking porn star. Damn near model, if you want to be honest. Mm-hmm. See, the best is not the most comfortable ones. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day. So... I dare say that you're not only striving to be a sex symbol, but you're striving to be, you, you, you give the look of pinup. Speak to creating the image of a sex symbol and why that is important. And plus on top of that, the fact that you're BBW doing it. That's funny you say that because um, I would say maybe about 10 years or so ago, I used to do pinup stuff, <laughs> pinup model. Yeah. I was in a couple of magazines and I have a camera. Yeah, I, 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 I can tell, I can tell by the way, you, <laughs> you, you, you know how to pose, boo. You know how to pose. You know how to work them curves. Yeah. Um, I think also it's just part of maybe me being the exhibitionist I have. I've always, um, it like I say, it turns me on when people are looking at me and moving those sensuous ways. I'm very passionate and sensual and seductive by nature. So I think those, those, um, parts of me come out in the way that I move and portray myself. So that assists me in, in my posing, in featuring my curves and knowing um, what is going to look best and what's going to pop my booty out more, what's going to feature whatever, whatever part of my body that I'm trying to feature, because there's a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a nice a lot too. I just want to let you know that. I'm just loving these furry heels. With the, with the uh, that go around the ankle. I love your shoe game. Oh, thank you. As you can tell, I, I love heels. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, oh, he got a. Where's he? You work. Oh, you work with Samaj too. Oh yeah, I love Samaj. <laughs> Yo, he did a massage scene with you. See, I used to love doing them oil massage scenes, mm-hmm. especially if you know how to do a massage. See, that's the killer. It has to look real. He just can't be just rubbing her just for the fuck of it. No, right. Give like, her a real I- massage. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is like one of my favorite types of scenes. Even before I did porn, I used to watch those just because it's so sensual and you don't know what's coming. There's a buildup and mm-hmm. then rubbing around 
the pussy area first you know it's like a tease it builds up that emotion and passion and also that anticipation i love that it's awesome yeah because um i think that's what's missing in porn nowadays there's not enough sensualness you know just pound 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 facebook facebook and to me hey i I say this to any male talent you got to understand you got to be able to pace it Mm-hmm. Because fans want to see that you fans, even though even as a straight fucking, they want to be taken on a ride. Right. You know, they don't want to sit 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 there and watch you pound the shower for fifteen minutes. Nigga, don't show the dick for a second. You know. <laughs> yes, I agree. Actually, I think everybody now, even at the content events, is just trying. Even though we're trying to get content, you know, and get things done as quick as possible, so we can get as much as we need. But I think it's important to also have quality of it and, and and uniqueness of it and everybody is into just doing this gonzo thing where you get in and get out but for me my goal this time is to to really get something in the beginning a little bit of build up a little bit of personality mm-hmm. there um it doesn't have to be long but you know what i'm saying like a little passion rub me first worship my curves a little bit first um build up to that you know get me wet first you know what i'm saying like don't just try to you know come in and uh, stick your dick in my pussy right away. It's just it's not the same. I could not say, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate straight fuck scenes. <laughs> I never it's, it, it like this. The only time I really did straight fuck scenes was when like I, I might do one within the mix of us doing our content trade mm-hmm. just to have one for it. But I was a role play dude. We're going to come up with some type of scenario to play out. We got, if, if you down for kiss, we going to kiss. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the whole nine, because to me, people want the storyline, even though it seems like in this day and age, they don't know they do. And yeah. go ahead, what you about to say? Oh, I was saying, yes, I completely agree. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And not only that, it also makes the scene central mm-hmm. because it gives you more of a realistic vibe than we just going to fuck and break and fuck the brakes off each other. You know, period. Because it seemed like ever since the OnlyFans took over, that's where everybody want to do just straight fuck scenes. It's just right. No creativity. Not yeah. not like it used to be. I swear. I, it's kind of disappointing. I, <laughs> I completely agree. I I totally agree. And that's I had already told myself. Um, you know, this time around, I'm not going to have people just say, "Oh no, let's just do a Gonzo scene." I'm definitely going to. Uh, in my collabs coming up, I, I want. A, a start. I want to. Yeah, get- I want to see Monique Leslie as the the the, the, the hot, you know, mill the, the next door. I want to see. I want to see you as a stewardess. I want. <laughs> I mean, right. saying, a I, nerd, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I even have some um, spots picked out that are themed places you can rent that I plan to shoot in and do you know some different kinds of things like that so i'm excited you live about on the west coast man it's so yeah. much you can do with that shit out on the west coast yes it's like we have a lot of over here there's a lot of places that are really cool and and i'm super excited to to get going with them mm-hmm. so now i'm gonna talk to you about girls going wild because this thing been popping mm-hmm. all right so and on my podcast we keeps it fucking real here we don't bullshit around we don't sugarcoat shit Okay. So I have talked to Kyla BBW about it and she touts it. She mm-hmm. touts it, you know, period. And I'm gonna ask you this, because have you done other content houses outside of uh Girl Gone Wildest? Yeah, the only um one other ones that I've done is um like I said, Eliza Allure would mm-hmm. do uh, a couple times over here in LA mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, Girls Gone Wireless is the only other one I have done, I believe. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, to me, I think Girls Gone Wireless is kind of changing the game. Because oh, one day, huh. they charge people to come. They charge talent to show up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think when someone pays to be a part to play, that it makes them come with more of a business mind state and less foolishness, which Absolutely. in turn makes it productive. Speak to that. Absolutely. I think that when people are there and they have to pay and bring their stuff and there's limited time and we have a, a great space to shoot in, which is the reason why we do pay, uh, you know, what we need to pay, that we can have an amazing big ass house to shoot that will just, I mean, it gives you the perfect backdrop. There's all these amenities like the pool, jacuzzi, this and that, you know, so it gives us a great space to shoot with a lot of areas and bedrooms and different backgrounds. But you're exactly correct in saying that when people pay, they come legit. There's no fucking around. Hopefully there's no um, (laughs) damn time because they're on their own dime now. Uh, And everybody that comes because you have to pay, they're all about their business. So people are looking to get work done just like you are and get uh, quality content just like you are. It's not, you know, like some bootleg talent come over trying to like get some just trying to fuck people. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it, I think it's great. It's, it's, I enjoy them. I look forward to them. I love Stay Ready and Kendra and, and the whole crew. Like I said, we're like family, all of us, and we legit have each other's backs. And um, and we, I know that that the Girls Gone Wireless brand is going to grow tremendously. I'm I'm sure they just moved uh, located to Vegas, and um, I know I know they're going to grow there because it's, there's just so many opportunities. And um, this upcoming one, I think it's a great idea to have the fans be able to come. You know, we're always getting hit up on um, how to shoot, even for new people who want to be a talent. It's a great place for them to come and get a vibe for it, to shoot with people and actually legitimately go home with their content, um, whether they're going to sell it or not, and they just keep it for their own use or whatever, you know, they do. Um, and and they provide all the videographers, photographers, quality ones at that. And, um, and the food, you know, they have usually a chef there offering the food and um, it flows well. We have group things that we use for promo. And so we have outfits that we're going to bring and plans. Sometimes all, you know, everything that we plan on doing, there's just no time for, but at least we all have an idea of what's going on and we're getting shit done and enjoying ourselves, seeing each other. And, you know, and at the end of the night, then we get to chill a little bit, party a little bit, drink a little bit, get in the jacuzzi and pool and hang out. And um, it's it, that's where it's at. It, it really works out. I'm sitting here stuck on one of your pictures where you got your tongue out and you had the cat ears. And you said good morning. <laughs> I like. I'm like, that's the fuck. I'm sitting there like, it just looking. It's kind of like when the picture there, you be like, damn, I want to kiss you type pictures. <laughs> you know how to take some fucking pictures. Speaking as a photographer, you know. Period. So you, like I said, um, you briefly mentioned that you someone into the BDSM a little bit. Do you practice or and how much? If you do, how much in the lifestyle are you? Well, you know, when I was younger, um, I used to spend a lot of time in West Hollywood um, where they had bondage balls. Um, oh, fed- <laughs> there was a place called Dungeon. Um, I, I used to just probably four days a week go down to West Hollywood in, in these different clubs. So I loved I loved the vibe. I loved being around the mixed um 
genders and the genderless restrooms and everybody just, you know, back then so many things were taboo. You know, I'm talking like the late 90s or early 2000s kind of thing. And so, you know, things weren't as open as they are right now. So going to places like that where you can feel free and feel like you and feel at home was just awesome. So I was more so into going places and you get a cage, you sit on first, you get spanked, whipped. I definitely was into getting spanked and whipped. Uh, you get to have the uh, girls. Sounds so fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then <clears throat> I had actually some experience in also um, being the dom uh, where a male would approach and want you to, uh, you know, want to pay you to spend time with them, even though that isn't something I'm professional in. It's not something that I've been trained in, but you know, we all have that natural ability to maybe have that within us. So I don't claim that as a title, but I do enjoy uh, providing it within reason. Um, And what I'm comfortable in, I don't, um, try to portray something and 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 try to provide something that I, I'm not able to or equipped to or skilled to, but I have um, provided pegging and um, and really? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So you have big dick energy, okay? But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to provide that kind of thing. I, I'm not one to inflict. Uh, a lot of pain and that kind of thing but I do I think I'm more of a nurturing type I will uh, have fun with you laugh at you humiliate you a little bit but um, also take care of you so that's kind of like my vibe um, and, so so you are you a switch or are you just a dog I'm definitely a switch so I think I'm even more comfortable depending on my mood but I think I'm even more comfortable being the sub um mm. So yeah, I I have I I don't I like to be on a leash, um, but then I don't mind putting someone in a leash. You know, I like um, you know the all fours thing being like the kitty with the tail, the butt plug tail kind of vibe. Oh, or, so you so so you like the prime? Yeah, I like to be put uh, things. I like um, I like oh, to God, be, a turn on and see those like tail anal plugs. Oh God, I love it. yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like to be little bit um definitely commanded but in a loving way you know in that in that you're my boss but i let you be that way kind of thing and um (laughs) um yeah so i definitely have experience in all that because um let me ask you this then will we be expecting you are you in Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting tongue-tied out of this piece. Just looking at your pictures is kind of distracting. Um, <laughs> are we? Will we be seeing you doing any gangbangs? Um, or have you done gangbangs? Just a reverse gangbang. So it's all the girls. <clears throat> but yeah. um, but I would. I want to for sure. The only thing that is the issue at times is the lack of numbers in the male talent available at some of the events. And then, and then if they are, you know, you're taking um, all of their shots that can be given to other girls that are waiting there as well. So it's kind of like a courtesy thing, you know, Mm. so I I would love to, and I hope to, I can't Mm. wait. (laughs) So how many, so how many men would you want in your perfect game bank? Let's see. I'd say, ooh, that's a lot of work. Let's see. I'd say uh, maybe 
Are you five? Five. There's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. And uh, do you do anal? You know, I don't. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, no, that, that ain't a bad thing. I mean, it, I, I don't think it's thing with this badass booty, but, but I, I, you know, I, it's so funny. Younger, I used to love that shit. I used to enjoy it. I used to want it, ask for it. And I don't know what the fuck happened. When I got older, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's not as comfortable. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> it could be, it could be like when you was young, you drank a lot, but when you got older, it's like you you don't want to drink. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was a transition phase that happened at some point, and uh, yeah. you know I don't know. I may, I, I may, but if I do, because because the reason why I say that because it seemed like from talking to a lot of girls that this became the year of Amy because a lot of girls are now trying and are are doing not even fucking trying they're doing more anal scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Because I've been saying this myself because points became so normalized, now it's starting to become extreme. Right. A little bit more extreme because now we, people, I started seeing the uptick in vomiting and everything. Oh, yeah. Call me sick is kind of a turn on, but I'm just a sick fuck like that. I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sick sexual person, I'm telling you. But, <laughs> but the thing of it is, is with that, do you feel pressure to keep up or you don't give a shit? I don't give a shit. I think like, uh, like I said, we all bring our own things to the table and there's an audience for it all. So mm-hmm. uh, I do I do want to be creative and provide a variety, of- but I don't feel pressured to do the anal or the vomiting, even though, you know, I get, I get requested of that from the male talent. They're like, yeah, you know, I throw up on my dick. I'm like, you know what? No, because I don't want to be, <laughs> the vomit stinks. I'm not down, but then I'm yeah. down for other things. Like I, I'm yeah. very on by taboo situations mm-hmm. um i don't mind um you know peeing and stuff like that uh there are certain things that that so you know there's a give and take some things i'm cool with some things i'm not just like everybody yeah because um the the thing of it is that, that i tell anybody it's it's what makes you feel comfortable don't do what you wouldn't normally do in your your bedroom Right. It's especially with anal because, and I know you done heard the conversation with girls. Even with vomiting, it's a prep to that. With anal, it's a prep to that. Mm-hmm. It ain't that they just got their asses on camera and the dude just went in the ass. These girls been prepping their ass for a week right. to their shoot. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, straight up, even when I talked to a girl, uh, Taylor Nicole, because she, she's into the vomiting, mm-hmm. and she had a prep. For vomiting, I said, "Well, it, it, which, which lets people know how professional our shit is. We just right. don't get, we just don't get out there and just do shit. It's a focus and a a thought process and an execution behind it. Exactly, that's for sure. Yeah, because it, it just and then the issues, you know, you don't get, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah, because to me, it's like even with me, like." The week of a shoot, I'm mentally getting prepped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're a producer and you're the talent. Mm-hmm. Because it's to the point, like, with you, I'm pretty sure you do this. Like, when you're about to shoot with a talent, you probably walk in the room and you do some Sherlock Holmes shit where you imagine the scene before it even happens. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, he gonna have me right here with my leg up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be on that table. Doggy style, he gonna fuck the brakes off of me. <laughs> right. you. So, okay, then I always talk to BBWs about this because I always hear this. And I see that you ride dick or what have you. Do you love riding dick? I do. I do love riding dick because I feel like it gets deep, I deep. Tell. I do think that it's necessary because I love the way that my ass looks when it's jumping up on top and slapping on, on that thick. It just looks like it puts, you know, it's my ass and it puts me in a trance. So <laughs> I think it looks good. Like doing that. Also, it just feels good. Um, as far as reverse, depending on, depending on what it is, I, I, I do it and I enjoy it. But the thing is, is sometimes my legs, my legs are pretty big and thick. So going around someone, if they're able to, if the dick is big enough and me holding up, they're able to hold me up. Um, because, you know, I, I have a lot of weight in the front with the boobs and belly and that kind of thing. So if it can work out and they're strong enough to hold me and that kind of thing, then I'm down for it. Um, but there's all those elements that have to be yeah. taken in consideration when you're heavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I used to have girls be like, uh, I'm too big. I'm like, no, trust me, I can hold you up, boo. Don't yeah. take that I'm weak. <laughs> yeah. Get your ass on top. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing sometimes I struggle with is because my legs are short and my thighs are so big that mm. sometimes getting them around a person and then in the situation, mm. you know, it, 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 there's no space because my, mm. my leg to like the knee to the, you know, upper thigh is, is very short. So, you know, there's some technique that you didn't think about that will mm. help you with that. When you're on top riding a guy, especially cover, take your feet and intertwine it into his inner thigh. To where your knee, where you your knees is up on his thigh. You get what I'm coming from? Okay. And what that able you to do is because you have short legs, it'll make you be able to control it and he can get to you even better. And it'll widen your legs a little bit more. You feel me? Like when you do your doggy style pose where you point your toes inward, mm -hmm. yeah. do you on top of him. To okay. where you, you know what I'm saying? Plus yeah. the visual from behind, especially when you're wearing heels. Mm-hmm. If you do that, watch watch that ride sequence. I guarantee you. And make sure that the photographer take a picture. And plus, on top of that, enable you to be able to turn your body to where you can be looking back at the camera type situation. Yeah. Yeah. See. Okay. See. Yeah, try that. See, I, I see. See, I told you, I'm the Jay Alexander of the porn business people. <laughs> I, can teach, I can teach these girls how to walk the runway if they want me to. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because see, people don't realize it's the little things that make a scene great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the positioning. It could be your faces. It could be just, you know what I'm saying, the little tidbit things that you say during sex or what have you. Right. And, stuff. and just like, because I remember I saw that visual on another girl that did it. I don't get one of my girls to do that shit because that shit just <laughs> look hot. And the picture, and then you can see the heel just pointing in. That shit was a beautiful visual. And yeah, the, the, I the booty, them thick thighs, I know that shit would look hot, especially in the picture. Okay, okay, I see you. I'm going to try that. See, see, I always help people out. Okay. <laughs> you know. So, oh my goodness. So, Miss Miss Lay, I just want to say this right now. I, you know I'm going to bring your butt back. <laughs> you know you're coming back. You know you're coming back. Okay. So let me see what I can ask you before I let you let you go about it. So, um, when you deal with your fans, 
as well as Milltowns or what have you, we have certain misconceptions that we run into, especially women. Because, of course, they think that we don't have jobs and don't think we married or what have you. I'm not asking you about your sing- so whether you're single or you married or anything. I ain't, I ain't asking you to divulge or any of that, you know, period. But it's just the misconceptions that we deal with. What are some of the misconceptions that you run into, that you have ran into in your two years in this business? Hmm. Well, I think some people have the misconception that um, we automatically, you know, make so much money. So they, they don't want to pay for what we have because they think that we have enough money that we've made. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of expenses that go into what we make. If you yeah. if you see Finney traveling around, you know, how much is he paying for all them flights and hotels? And Shit, that TTS, I know he's kicking out 2000 a yeah. month. Exactly. Experts <laughs> that don't show up. You know, so many people want to be him, but like, you know, are you going to put all that in? It's a mm. lot. For us, we have, you know, money that we're putting into constantly to shooting with people, to traveling to meet them, um, mm. doing our editing, how much it costs for all of these subscriptions for the apps and, and the pro- the platforms that we use, for all of the taxes that we pay and the the fees for our website domains and, mm. and um, the percentages that the websites take first off mm-hmm. and um i mean there's there's just a lot of money that goes into things and it's not like we're just getting rid automatically off everything i mean mm-hmm. sometimes we're we should be charging more for what we're doing but because there's yeah. so much things that are free out there i mean we have to you know keep things within reason or, or whatever mm-hmm. but um but yeah that's a huge misconception misconception and then also um um shit i wasn't thinking about something else um I think. Uh, oh shit! I got. I just. I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> because see, I, it, because the thing of it is, is that um, we had to fight these misconceptions on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, period. And the segue from there. Also, how do you navigate the changes in the business? Because, of course, as you know, many hashtags have been banned. Certain scenes would get flagged or what have you, you know, period. How do you navigate that now? Well, there's a lot of things that are changing. For instance, I had been creating um, my own website, MoniqueLeslie.com, which has not launched yet. It was almost done. And then MasterCard changed all the rules about, um, you know, the releases and the documentation and things like that that we have to have. So now I have to create profiles. And some of those releases I, for those scenes I had not gotten at that time in that way. So, um, you know, I have to now acquire those and certain things are on hold, which has caused a delay. So then I have to go on these sites and start marketing those a different way. In, on Twitter, um, you know, we have to keep abreast of what the rules are because, you know, they'll straight take your, your thing away. That and IG, people are always getting uh, deleted, but... But Twitter, you know, you, you have to be careful with your hashtags. You have to be careful with the links that you put in how often because you'll start to look like spam um, or a bot. And, you know, we used to have retweet groups where we'd grow like that and retweet each other's content and share it. But they banned that now. Um, so, you know, there's not much that we can do besides interact with each other on social media to grow. It's just not the same anymore. And then with OnlyFans, they're continuously in their terms of service um, and, you know, <laughs> taking a lot of our scenes away, our posts, taking them away, taking longer to get approved when we do post things on different sites. And so it's a huge issue, but we have to keep 
um, making sure that we're checking on what those things are so that we don't completely lose all that we worked for. Um, and it's a lot, you know, and a lot of it's legal mumbo jumbo and, and, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. So um, I think the, the main thing for anybody, they just have to keep on top of all of that shit. And it's a lot. Because see, I, I said this, <clears throat> when I came in the game, they used to say you wasn't a real porn star because you had to stand on site. I think it's going to head back to that. Mm-hmm. Because even with me, with my stand on site, my two stand on site, BCM Triple X Amateurs and Black Bull Sessions, I have no issues with, like, I have race play scenes, I have uh, rape play scenes, because I also do BDSM a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I have no issues placing them and naming them with no issue. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. With a reason of what I'm going to name, because just certain things I'm just not going to name the motherfucker. But, mm-hmm. but to me, and what I learned from the business is that because it's a standing on site and it's more controlled versus I'm on minivans or I'm on Pornhub, they don't really bother to stand on site too tough. You know, mm-hmm. period. Because you got girls that do scat. You know, uh, you got girls that do, you know, the water. Man, they try to they, they try to ban water sports. Yeah. And then I heard some sites, you can't even say gang bang. I'm sitting there like, it, it's kind of like, we, we, you're making something which is porn, which was never meant to be PC, was never designed to be PC, to become PC. Exactly, yeah. And, and you know, everybody's sensitive with the terms. Um, nowadays, the thing is, though, is I can see that in regular, in the real world, regular worlds, regular society, like that. But porn is always supposed to be fantasy. Escape. Yeah. It's fantasy and it's escape, and we're selling a fantasy. Um, and so it shouldn't be taken with the same sensitivity because the people that are there looking for that type of, um, of scene or that genre, they're there for it. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to look at that, then don't look for it. You know what I mean? Don't look it up. So um, I think it's kind of ridiculous when they get real sensitive with um, even the taboo terms or, or the while sleeping or, or yeah. you know, the, the dad, daughter, you know, all that. it doesn't mean just because someone, and, and, you know, the things that we all get off on in our own heads are, are, yeah. are, are secret to us sometimes. And mm-hmm. so, and sometimes that's dirty old shit that we would never do in real life, but it's just something that turns us on for some reason in a sexual way. So we look at it. Um, so having the, the dad, daughter, or having this and that doesn't mean that someone is, is a pedophile. <laughs> just a little kink and that's what kinks are you know and 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 fetish so so sometimes that bothers me a lot because those are the kind of things that i like to do and now i have to navigate like you say around what i can offer and do um because of these things that are constantly changing and then you know you if you do anything anything wrong then um there's a, a threat of being canceled or that kind of thing and i see that happen so you know it's a lot yeah, because it was at one time where you didn't have to give all those IDs to 257s. All you had to do was submit your shit. Mm-hmm. You know, period. But when the influx of people coming into our business, it changed everything because now there's no gatekeeping. You know, they, they, anybody can do it. So now you got so many people doing it and they're doing it crazily and uh, irresponsibly, to say the least. 
you know, because it's just funny when I sit here and thought about it. I said this somebody today. I've never known a public sex scenes to be the norm in porn. <laughs> I mean, seriously, straight up, it's like solos was 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 far in between. Now that's the, the norm. You know, period. That's the reason why I said porn is moving to more extreme. Where BDSM is now and anal and the gang bangs and the bukkakis, because the stuff that we would consider extreme five or six years ago now is normal shit. Right. Because everybody do it. Because they saw everybody else doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like goddamn. Everybody want to go through McDonald's with a goddamn bully. What the fuck, yo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you you see like in the the aisle of the grocery store or some shit or you know the dressing room or in your car yeah that's all popular right now but now they've been banning that they have banned all that shit too so yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous you know what i'm saying it's just kind of crazy now, i'm gonna ask you this you being a bbw did you think that the bbws were so popular in the business like they are when you walk in well, I'll tell you this. Uh, a lot of the gain, the weight that I have right now, I gained during COVID. So even though um, I gained 70 pounds, actually, <laughs> but um, so I'm not used to normally in my life being this, this BBW, um, but I've always been very thick and, uh, and curvy and growing up, like I said, in the nineties and, and early sounds like that, that was considered fat. And I, and when I look back at my photos, I'm thinking like, that's thin. So my whole life I've had that kind of feeling that I was big, even though I wasn't. And, um, so yeah, you have that little bit of insecurity, even though you're confident and you sell it and everything like that, you have that, um, that thought that there are certain things that you cannot do. And that's just the way it was. Um, those are the days with the Kate Moss models and the, you know, the, the, everything was different. And so um, nowadays when things started changing and, and um, different models were being seen in, in, in a, in a different way and people are getting the BBLs and, and plus size models are now um, actual legitimate models with large companies and like Tess holiday and that kind of thing it's great and that kind of makes the rest of us feel a little bit more comfortable to come out hey we can do that too I, that's what we've always wanted to do i can do that also and so when i was looking at things i kind of still thought mm, i wonder if there's a market for me and i looked at many vids and i saw destiny diaz and um and i was already a fan of of sophia rose and when i'm looking at what they're doing and i'm seeing the scenes and this the things and i said you know that's definitely something that i can do and and they're killing it. So, I mean, that made me feel like, damn, this is it. I mean, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah, because it, from a guy that been in business 15, with over 20 years in town at 15, and made his bones with BBWs. Mm -hmm. BBWs always set the trend in this business. Okay. Lies of the Lord, she'll tell you. They always set the trends. Mm -hmm. they, the ones, they, they were the main ones doing content trade when content trade wasn't even cool. You feel me? Yeah. It, and it's funny how the BBWs, like I said, set everything up and then everybody else followed. So <laughs> it's because it's like, wait, I, I always had a conversation with girls. They were like, I didn't think big girls would sell like that. And when, then when I started, oh God, I'm like, yeah, because motherfuckers like big girls. And two, if you're a curvy big girl, it's, it's, it's on. It's right. on. And then on top of that, interracial, very on. You get me? <laughs> yeah, 
That's true. You know, I think it's funny because um, we still feel like there's a lot of places where we're not accepted, you know, and we do, we do what we do. We do what we do and we do the best that we can do. And we try to branch out and hopefully open up other doors. But there, it's a fact that there's just a, a, a big limitation to what we can do. Um, and that's different from the regular size uh, girls. So it's funny to me when I see some of them um, on whether it's on sites or anything like that, tagging the BBW tag, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. You got you got all these opportunities, and now you're over here trying to tag the BBW tag. <laughs> and, it'd be funny. She'd be like 180. I'm a BBW. No, 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 boo, no. You you just think. You, you just think. You're not. No, you're a beautiful woman. You're not big. Yeah. And and you know what? I, I know for, for a fact that the the thick plump girls, they 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 get lumped, you know, in the middle there because they're yeah. not okay with the other ones. So I, I'm okay with them coming to the BW side. But when yeah. a, when when someone is is thin, I mean and normal, you know, like regular size and all that kind of stuff, then I mean and tagging the BBW, that's just that's like come on. <laughs> <laughs> Most you don't need to be coming over here, yeah. Oh my God, most definitely. So, Miss Lady, I know I didn't held you on here long enough. I I really enjoyed you. So, like I ask everybody, whether they're man or woman, or well, I don't never have children on this motherfucker. <laughs> this grown folks shit here. The question I always ask them: Will you be my smoke buddy? Of course. Most definitely. You heard it, people. She will be back on this podcast because I bring people, my smoke buddies, back. A lot. So my <laughs> fans will really get to know you. And you also will get to hear her on the Premium Smoke Room. That is my subscriber side of this podcast. For $4.99 a month, you get to hear five premium podcasts weekly. And you get to hear her. And what's the difference between the lounge and the Premium Smoke Room? We get more nastier. Get more candid. Way more honest. And yeah, we bring way more smoke. You feel me? So, with that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. They can spend money on me at MoniqueLeslie.com, which will be launching in the next couple of months. But for right now, I have only Monique.com, which is my OnlyFans, and MoniqueVids.com, which is my ManyVid site. To text me, get my phone number, give me phone calls, video calls, it's SextMonique.com. I am on Twitter at Monique Lustley, and I am on Instagram at Monique Lustley Main. There you go, people. I enjoyed you, and I can't wait to bring you back straight up. I yeah, cannot they, wait to bring you back. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. No doubt. And if I catch you, and if we happen to go to the same convention, mm-hmm. I got to get with you for a video podcast and a photo shoot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So, people, you know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, man. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>